0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Well, thank you so much, Chicago Tabernacle. First and foremost, can we just bless Jesus? Wherever you're at, in your house, wherever you are in your car, come on, can you just bless the name of the Lord? Can you just give Him some praise? He is worthy of it all. And so, I want to just say thank you, uh, Pastor Dave, and all the team here. But Um, give honor where honor is mostly due. uh, Pastor Al and Chrissy, incredible people. Um, My wife and I, as you heard, uh, we moved here not too long ago. We're originally from the suburbs of Chicago. We came here to plant a church, and um, believe it or not, uh, Chicago Tabernacle was the first church um, that reached out to us, someone connected us, and I believe it was a God-appointed meeting, and uh, we are forever thankful for it. Uh, We were about to launch out and we got to come to um, a staff meeting and my wife and I were encouraged and we still to this day remember that moment. And we just want to say thank you. You guys are in part of, um, in my opinion, the best church in Chicago, hands down. You guys have an incredible church. You have an incredible pastoral team. You have an incredible uh, volunteer team. You guys just are incredible people doing the work of the kingdom of God. And we just, uh, my wife and I and our church want to just say thank you um, for allowing us to learn from you, to, to be the body together here in this city and to, to do the work of the Lord together. It's an honor and a privilege uh, to, to do that together and to be here this morning. Hope you all had a, a good Thanksgiving what, wherever that found you to be, whether it was with family, whether it was home, alone, where, whatever the case may be. I just pray that it was a blessed time for you guys. And I wanna just, um, I wanna jump in today to a message that the Lord has put on my heart and I've been dwelling on this over the last couple weeks. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Matthew 26. Matthew 26, I'll I'll get to it in a second. Um, I put a title to this message this morning, Going Deeper. Wherever you're at, just say that right now, Going Deeper. I, I wanna be that guy, I wanna ask the question this morning, how has this year been for you so far? I mean, the moment I ask that question, we all think about what's been going on. We all, we all have everything come to mind, whether it be a COVID situation, whether it be the, the, the climate of our, of our country, of our world, whether it be different chaoses and storms, pain, sickness. When I, when I say, how has this year been this year that so many people thought was gonna be their year? 2020, it's gonna be perfect vision. <laughs> it's been a year where it's been a little different than what most of us would have thought. But I ask that question, how has this year been? Because I want to ask a question again, another question, and that is this. How has your life been over this last year? Have you found yourself stuck? Have you found yourself in a rut? Have you found yourself waking up every single morning frustrated, worried, filled with anxiety, Have you found yourself to to feel distant from the Father? Have you you found yourself to not wanting to necessarily get into the presence? Have you found yourself frustrated again being online? And, man, I want to just be. Have you found yourself in this year different than what you thought it would be like? Today I want to talk about, though, the invitation of Jesus. The invitation this morning is simply this, that he's inviting us to come deeper into his presence. He's inviting us deeper into his heart. He's inviting us no matter what we're feeling like, no matter what we've experienced this year, no matter what we're seeing, that that the presence of God is so good that it is calling us, it is calling you this morning deeper to his heart. And the way that it happens, the solution, the the, the way that this goes about is is simply this. I'm going to give you my message right at the front of this, this moment right now. It is submitting our wills to the Father's will. It is submitting our lives. It's saying, Father, it's no longer my will be done, but it's yours. And so I want to go to the best example of all, Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus saved my life at the age of 22 years old. I was, I was lost. I was wild. I was reckless. I was living a life filled with sin, filled with destruction. And Jesus in his spirit met me at 22 years old, and he turned my life upside down. And in that moment, I said yes to him. I said yes to following him to the best of my abilities. I said yes to his ways. And, and today, I want to follow the example of Jesus there in Matthew 26, so it's going to be up on the screen if you want to read this with me. Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane. This is right before he goes to the cross. It's a very familiar passage of scripture, but I think it's going to minister to us in a new way this morning. It says this in verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Just right there, catch that, that that, that Jesus experienced sorrow and he was troubled. If Jesus experienced it, then then, then yes, we are also going to experience moments and seasons of sorrow and trouble. And the, The solution is what Jesus does. He's then said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and Keep watch with me. You know, pause, I, I wanna encourage you. <laughs> don't give up when the sorrow and trouble comes to you. Don't give up when your household is experiencing pain. Don't give up when you are in a season that seems very long, when you seem to be going through the valley and you're waiting the, for the scripture to be fulfilled that he's gonna carry you through the valley. Don't, don't stop, church. Keep going after the Father in the moments of pain, and the moments of sorrow. It is the most important time to press in and go to the Father and say, Father, not my will, but yours. And Jesus shows us this in verse 39. It continues. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. He's talking about him, him going to the cross. Yet, he says, Not as I will, but as you will. Powerful words. Verse 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. <laughs> these poor dudes, these poor brothers. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He then, it, said, it then says in verse 42, he went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, He found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Jesus, what what a guy. Look, the hour has come and the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. These words right here are crucial. We'll cover this at the end. Verse 46, rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer, would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for your, your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you that you have given us your son, Jesus, that, that, that calling upon the name of Jesus, we are saved. We are set free. We are part of your family. And so today, God, I pray, God, in, in, what, in this moment, Father, wherever people are at, wherever they find themselves at, I pray, Holy Spirit, you administer to them He would speak to them that that they would not hear my words, but they would hear your words. Have your way. Our prayer today is we want your will to be done in our lives. We bless you. We honor you. We ask this all in Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen, amen, amen. Going deeper. I recently found myself um, on a trip um, to the backwoods, of the South. And if you see me, um, I am not necessarily the hunting, fishing, camping type of individual. I am a city boy. I am a boy that enjoys the finer things in life, if I can say it that way. But I, I found myself in this moment with some, with some friends, and we were out in the middle of nowhere doing all the things that you do out in the woods. And we, we began, I, I personally I was completely outside of my element. I had no clue which way was left or right, up and down. I was just being led by these people that were there, the, the guys that knew what was happening. And so we found ourselves out one one day fishing in the swamps and, and and they they kept saying to us, Hey, we gotta go, we gotta go deeper, we gotta go, we gotta go farther, we gotta go a little bit farther than what you think or what you may may think is best. We gotta go deeper into the swamps to find the fish that we are looking for. And me being the city boy, the guy that's like, I don't want to necessarily go any deeper. We was saying, isn't it better if we just stay closer to home, to the air conditioning, to the the, the place where there's food and and, and comfort? Can we just go there? And they said, Jay, if you want to catch the big old fish, we got to go deeper. And sure enough, they were right. As we pressed in, as we went a little farther, we found ourselves in this place where we were catching all sorts of big old fish. It was a blast. It was incredible. It was fun. I, I was finding myself laughing and enjoying and maybe contemplating that I could maybe move from the city to the backwoods. That would never happen in Jesus' name. But the farther that we went, the deeper that we went, we found what we were looking for. We, we got what we were after. I see this story of Jesus and in, in the, the moment where Jesus is in this incredibly uh, a powerful moment for us as believers where he is about to go to the cross. He's about to give his life up for us that, that anybody would call upon the name of Jesus would be saved. Come on, when did that stop being the best news of all time, church? Come on, we should be people that are proclaiming that message that Jesus is good, that he is king, that he is Lord, that he saved our lives from that cross. That's good news and the city of Chicago needs that more than ever. But Jesus is in this moment and he's sitting there and he's thinking about what's gonna happen. He's thinking about how there's gonna be separation between him and his father because he's gonna take on the sins of the world. And he comes to a moment where he says, man, this is hard. This is gonna be very hard. This is gonna be difficult. But Father, I wanna go deeper with you. I want to go where you are calling me to go. I want to do the things that you are calling me to do. I, I don't want to do necessarily, yes, I'm going to express it, but I, I want to do what you have for me to do. Father, take me deeper. Take me further. And Jesus shows us the mighty example about how he goes farther with his father and he becomes the savior of mankind. And I'm not comparing us to Jesus. Don't get it twisted. Don't start putting on the chat, this guy's preaching heresy. I'm not talking about, but I'm talking about the example of Jesus for our lives, that if Jesus is gonna go all the way, if he's gonna submit his will to his father, even at the point of death, what are we called to do then? Follow me as I follow Christ, scripture says. Come on, church, if, if Jesus went to his father, and continue to go to his Father, not once, not twice, but three times to get the Father's will for his life, then what is our call in commission? The deeper we go with the Father in surrendering our wills, the deeper we will see the work of his kingdom in our lives. I'm convinced of this more than ever. Doing ministry for these last couple years and, and being a part uh, of this incredible city and, and working alongside so many people, I, I'm convinced that the message for us more than ever in this year, 2020, where, where there is chaos, there is confusion, there is darkness, there's there's absolute unrest all across this place, across our country, that more than ever, the call for believers is not to necessary. And don't hear me, hear me, hear me, please, please, please. Is not to just scream and to, to get on Facebook and get in wars and, and get in all sorts of, uh, combativeness with other believers or telling other people they're wrong. No, no, the, 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 the call for us today more than ever is to submit our wills to the Father and watch as the kingdom of God comes straight to our hearts. Man, more than ever, I want the kingdom of God to come and to touch this city. I want the kingdom of God, I want the presence of the Holy Spirit to come and to minister to the broken, minister to the wayward, minister to those that are hurt and in pain. I want the presence of God to come and work through me to my neighbors, to the right, to the left, to ones above us. I want to see the kingdom of God come and move like never before, and I believe that it's gonna happen. Through us saying, not my plans, not my agenda, not my fame, not, not, not my platform, but, Father, your will be done. Your will be done. It's a simple prayer. It's a simple thing to say. But, man, it is hard. And everybody says this is not an easy thing to continue to do. This is not a thing that, 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 that just happens like, oh, Father, let your will be done. No, no, no. This is a thing where we have to continue to, to bring it before the Father, continue to go to the Father, continue to, to, to sit in his presence and say, God, I'm done. I'm done doing my plans. I'm done doing my, my agendas. I, I, I'm tired. I'm, I'm weary. I'm anxious-ridden. I'm filled with fear. I'm filled with doubt. So, Father, I'm bringing it all to you, and I'm saying, let your will be done because I know when I say that your will will be done in my life. Andrew Murray, an incredible man of faith, says something profound and I want to share it with you. It's going to be up here on the screen. he, He says this about our wills and submitting them to the Father. It says this, the Spirit teaches me to yield my will entirely to the will of the Father. Anybody thankful for the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit ministers to us, speaks to us, changes us, convicts us, challenges us, guides us, directs us, comforts us. But the Spirit also teaches us to yield our will to the Father. He continues He opens my ear to wait in great gentleness and teachableness of soul for what the Father has day by day to speak and to teach. He discovers me how God's will is union with God Himself. How entire surrender to God's will, catch this, is the Father's claim. It's the Father's claim, it's the Son's example, and it's the blessedness of the soul. The Holy Spirit teaches me to yield my will to the Father. This is not easy. Like I said, this is, this is a hard thing. Our flesh, our desires, our wills fight against us. I, I, my wife and I, Who my wife is an incredible mom and wife. I love her to death. Shout out to Rachel, who, wherever she's watching this at. But, but we have a son named Titus, and Titus is a year and a half years old. And this brother, he needs to get saved fast. I'm praying for him. Would you join in that prayer in Jesus' name? He has a will. His will is very apparent now. I've watched him now fight against us when we say, Titus, don't touch this. Titus, don't do that. Titus, you're gonna fall down the stairs and get hurt. Titus, you're gonna slam your head against the, Titus. And his will would tell him, no, 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 I got this. I know what I'm doing, Dad. I know what I'm doing, Mom. It's the same thing for us with the Father, I've come to realize, that, that, that as a grown 33-year-old adult, I still look at God and I still go, no, 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 I got it. I can do this. My will is, my, my, my thinking, my plans, they're good, God, trust me. Like, commit your plans to God and, and he will see them through. Yes, God, I, I got this. But when we submit our wills, it says it pleases the Father. It's the example of the Son and it's the blessedness of our soul. I want us to be people and I know I know the desire of this, this church and your family and our family at Oasis is to be people that are set on fire by the Holy Spirit and submitting and surrendering our lives, no matter how hard it is, no matter how messy it is, no matter how much we want uh, our own ways, we go, no, 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 I, I, I want your way, Father. I want your will to be done. I think there's mile markers in the life of a believer. I think there's signs of maturity as we grow, and maybe this will help somebody this morning before I jump into a couple points, and we're gonna pray and just let the Holy Spirit minister to some people, but there's mile markers, right? I believe this, not to say works and all that stuff. Yes, work things matter. Your faith worked out matters, and, and the things you do with your faith matters, but, but there's mile markers when it comes to people that serve God. And One of the things that I think is a sign of a mature believer is simply this hearing the voice of God, hearing the Holy Spirit speak and saying yes. (laughs) Just flat out saying yes. Come on, I know some of you, wherever you're at right now, you've experienced that. You've experienced saying yes to God. You know what his voice sounds like. You know what his word says. And and the sign of a mature believer is saying yes when he speaks. A, A mature believer would rather be with Christ in pain and suffering and in his will instead of being apart from God in comfort. Okay, this is 2020. Nobody wants to hear about more pain. Nobody's like, pastor, who is this guy? Who brought, who'd you bring in? Like, like, like no one wants to hear any more pain. But the reality is is that we as believers were never called to comfort. We were never called to a life that has all the things that we want. I believe the abundant life. I believe in the the hope of glory of Jesus Christ. I believe that God gives provision and he strengthens his children. But man, the mature believer shows that that man, I would rather be in suffering with Jesus and his will and his plans than living in comfort against and apart from the will of the Father. I hope and pray, church, that the Holy Spirit would reveal that to you it's been revealed he's revealing it to me that hey Jay like you you would rather have 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 this simple nice easy life instead of saying yes to the father instead of saying yes to his plans and so today I want to just Show us just a couple things that I think are gonna help us. I hope this is okay, church. I wanna just show us a couple things that show us in the scripture that are gonna help us say yes to the Father, yes to submitting our will, yes to his ways, yes to his promises, yes to his heart for us. The first thing is this. Going deeper requires your attention. So when I say going deeper, I'm saying going deeper with submitting our wills to the Father. Going deeper requires Yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus gives his attention to the Father in prayer. The things that matter to us the most in life will get our attention the most. Like, come on, we all know this to be true. I even know it about my son at his age that he gives his attention to the things that he cares about, the, the toys, the, the people. He loves his nana and papa and grandpa and grandma. He gives full attention when they're in the room. Like, like we give our attention to the things that matter most, and Jesus shows us that in the deepest, most, most painful moment of his life, in the, in the moment where he's about to lose his life, his entire attention is to the Father's plans. Where is your attention today? Are you giving your attention to the world? Are you giving your attention to the chaos? Are you giving your attention to the the news and to the media? Let me just encourage you, shut that stuff off. (laughs) Like, Just shut it off. Are you giving your attention to so many things in this life and now you're sitting here going, but why, why am I not seeing God's plans and purposes unfold? Why am I feeling disconnected? Well, maybe just maybe it's because we're not saying, Father, my attention is to you. I don't want my will to be, to be put. I don't want my life to be put any other direction except towards you. Jesus shows us that he went and prayed. He sought the Father. In the moments of stress and, and distress, what comes out of us is what we love the most. Like in chaos and confusion, when you get pressed as a person, what comes out of you is actually what's in you in the moments of crisis. And my, my hope and prayer this, this morning is that we will say, you know what, Father, I haven't given you all of my life. I haven't given you everything. I haven't submitted my will to you day after day, time after time. It's crazy what is happening today in this world, how so many different things are rising up that that, that are just destructive and and crazy where people are giving their attention to so many things that they think are gonna fix them, things that they think are gonna heal them, that are gonna restore them, that are gonna give them peace, that are gonna give them joy. Let me just read a couple things that are happening in today's society. This is specifically in the United States. And some of these were were from midway through uh, the pandemic. Some of these are, are more recent, but these are things that people are saying saying, man, I think this is going to help me. Examples, first and foremost, 243% increase in alcohol sales. People are saying yes to the bottle, and this might be in the church, outside of the church, might saying, yeah, I will, I will find joy, I will find my purpose, I will find my healing in the bottle. 7.5 hours uh, on average spent on media per day. Two billion video game users will, uh, nationwide. Two billion, and those are adults too. <laughs> One billion hours of YouTube videos every day. One billion hours. Facebook usage up 37%. Instagram is almost up 55%. I have no clue where TikTok or any of these other social media things are at, but, but that's nuts. This one's crazy. Pornography. I'm going there. Thank you, Pastor Al, for having me. Love you. Pornography is receiving an average of 3.14 uh, 3. and another website, 2.85 trillion visitors a month. This surpasses Amazon. I'm on Amazon a lot. I love Amazon. It's the worst thing in the world. It's one click of a button. You're in trouble. This surpasses, people are more on those websites than they are on Amazon, Netflix, and Reddit. Interaction on Tinder is up 20%. Let me talk to the single people that are watching this. We love single people in church. We pray for those that are waiting on God to bring the right spouse. I'm telling you right now, you will most likely, notice I said most likely, someone's gonna email and be like, I found my spouse on Tinder, praise God. Most likely though, you're not gonna find him on Tinder. You're not gonna find the connection that you've been looking for. You wanna know where to find him in the church with the community of God. And if God hasn't brought it to you, wait, wait. Netflix is up by 32%, $5.8 billion spent in the month of June of 2020 on marijuana products. (laughs) Online purchasing of sleeping aids have gone up 64%. People can't even sleep right now without having something to help them. You wanna know why? Because their attention is, is towards all these things that they think are going to heal them. And church, I'm not just talking about the world. I, I'm sure some of us, and this is not to condemn, this is for us to be called out. Some of us are finding ourselves in those stats. Some of us are finding that that we've placed our wills, we've placed our lives in some of those things thinking, man, why, why is this not working? Man, it's working for, for some, why is this not happening? Let me let me just remind you, that will never heal you. That will never uh, heal your soul. I'm a product of it, I'm a testimony of it, that I tried everything to heal my soul and it wasn't until I said, Father, it is my will and not my will, but your will. I'm done trying to be the captain of my own ship. I'm done trying to make things happen. I am broken, I am messed up, and I need you. And it's to this day still saying, man, Father, I, 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 my will is gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> my plans are gonna get me in trouble, but you, Father, you're, you, you have my attention. So church, I wanna encourage you. Run to the Father in the midst of this year. Run to the Father next year. Run to the Father and say, Father, man, I want my whole life to have my attention turned towards you. I want everything in me to be placed towards you. I don't want the attention of self. That's that's the mantra of this day and age, right? Self. We're looking to try to build ourselves up, be the best self. I want to be the best version of me. Can I just speak to some people this morning? That will never happen. You will never be able to fix yourself, heal yourself, or make you the best self. It would only be through the promise of Jesus and the, the working and the power of the Holy Spirit. So church today, turn your attention to Jesus. Turn your will to the Father and say, Father, your will be done in my life. The second thing that I wanna just show us here this morning is this. Going deeper requires authenticity. Going deeper, submitting our will to the Father requires authenticity. He says this a couple times, but I just want to read in verse 39. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus goes to the Father in authentic, honest prayer. I hope someone hears this. It's okay to go to our Father in authentic, honest prayer. Do not be scared. Uh, do not worry about what he, what he's going to do. do. Just go to the Father in authentic, honest prayer. He's open. His arms are open to it. He wants to hear from you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to commune with you. But but But, but how many of us love... When we, when we know someone is being authentic or we buy something that is authentic, like it's real, it's the real product. We love products that are real and are durable. I was a freshman in college and um, I, I went away to school and uh, my parents sent me with a whole bunch of stuff and um, I remember getting a package in the mail right before the winter time and my mom had been so kind that she sent me a winter jacket and I opened up the winter jacket and, and I got it out of the box and I looked at it and I had this thought that this jacket is not like a, a jacket that anybody else on campus was wearing. It didn't have a little logo and a brand on it. It was, it was an unnamed jacket and I was like to myself, there's no way that I can wear this. I'm not, I'm not going to fit in. I'm not going to get the friendships. I'm not. So, so what I did was, um, with my ridiculous self, um, I found the jacket that everybody else was wearing. But I found it for a really good cost on a website that wasn't from the US. And what happened was is that I ordered this jacket that was, that was minimal cost, and I got this jacket three months later, um, j- just in time for the end of winter, praise God, but I got the jacket, I, I, I opened up the box, super excited that now I can fit in, now I can, can be authentic, oh, I'm gonna be, get all the, every, I opened the jacket, and I put the jacket on, it seems a little lighter than maybe what the other jackets all my buddies had, but I was wearing that jacket. Oh, there's not a chance I was not wearing that jacket. I put that jacket on, and I, I began to walk around campus. This campus that I was a part of, it was out in the middle of nowhere. The wind would come from every which way direction. You would be freezing. And, and man, I was wearing that jacket, shivering to death, freezing to death. But man, I was gonna keep that jacket on because I wanted to fit in. I wanted, I wanted to, to feel, feel valuable. I wanted to, to feel like, I, I, man, I, I was a part of the cool group. I, I wanted, and all along, I was hurting myself. And every, the whole time I had a jacket that was warm and comfortable and nice. But I was putting on this unauthentic unauth- uh, jacket and I was wearing it every single day. Like, what was I doing? Freezing. But man, I look good. But man, oh man, nobody knows actually. Hey, nobody's gonna know that this thing isn't real. Nobody's gonna know. But the reality is they all knew because I'd be shivering when I walk into a building. The fact of why I share that story is we're playing games today with God, with our will. We're we're, we're acting as if we're going to the Father in authenticity. But if we're being honest with ourselves and if I'm being honest with myself, there's more times that I'm going to God without being authentic than I am. Why? Because I'm scared of what he might tell me. I'm afraid of what he might actually show me. I'm scared that he actually might call me to give up some things. I'm scared that he might tell me to do something that I don't want to do. I'm a little, bit, a little bit nervous about, oh, man, I'm going to be vulnerable before the Father. Can I just say something, church? It's okay to be vulnerable with the Father. He already knows. Praise God. This culture that tells you to be strong and don't be vulnerable, like that—that that is not God. I'm scared to, to go to the Father because there's doubt and there's fear and there's distrust. And so when I go to the Father, I'm just going, hey, God, I'm here, thanks for meeting me, it's so good to be here, thank you for your love, thank you for Jesus, thank you for, the, thank you for my family. Thank, Instead of going, no, 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 I, I wanna go to the Father and be authentic with him. I, I wanna go to the Father and be authentic because when I'm there with him and I'm real with him and I'm honest with him, I get all of him. He can heal, he can restore, he can touch. Man, I don't wanna wear the fake present encounters any longer. Okay, some of us, we are walking around wearing the encounters we had two years ago with God and we're living from a posture of those. Instead of, and I'm not to condemn you, this is to encourage you and to call you out. Instead of, instead of going, man, the Holy Spirit, the Father actually wants to meet with me and he actually wants to hear about how I'm actually doing. He wants to hear my fear and my doubt and my insecurities and my identity crisis, my identity issues. He wants to hear all this stuff. Yes, he does. And so when, when you go that way, you don't have to keep living out of unauthentic moments that you keep creating with the Father. If there was people here, I'd say Amen. You can live a life that is authentic with him. And you get authentic, real moments in the presence. Jesus shows us that he goes to the Father three times in authentic, honest moments. He says, man, Father, I don't want to do this. I don't blame Jesus. I don't, man, if there's any other way, I, I, this is going to hurt This is gonna be painful. I'm gonna be separate, I I don't wanna do this. And in his authentic moment with the Father, he gets the Father's plans for his life. You want the plans for your life? You want the purposes for your life? Go to the Father with rawness, with realness. I hope this is encouraging you, church you're struggling this year, you you feel like you've been abandoned and forsaken, go talk to him, show up to him, be honest with him. Say, man, Father, I really wanna have this. Man, Father, if I could only have this. Man, Father, if I could just have that relationship. Man, Father, I didn't think that my marriage was gonna be at this point in this time of my life. Man, I didn't think I was gonna lose this job. Man, I didn't think that this is where I was gonna be. at. Father, I'm scared. Father, I'm doubtful. Father, I'm I'm afraid. Father, help me. I, I want your will to be done. It's authentic prayers to the Father that will make us, let me say it, will grow us deeper in his will. You know what I love? I'm almost done. I'm, I love that two things. Jesus won on Calvary, yes, but I truly believe the battle was won in that garden moment. I've heard theologians say it, that the battle was won in Gethsemane. Yes, Calvary is awesome and amazing, but, but Jesus' will was lay down at the Father's feet. And in that moment, I think Jesus received everything he needed from the Father. The second thing that's also a reminder is, notice that he keeps going back to his disciples, his boys, his, his crew, and they're sleeping. They're resting, they're tired, their eyes are tired. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at the disciples, I don't dog them, it'd probably be me too. But, but, but Jesus goes to them three times after he prays, and he's like, what are you guys, wake up, come on, keep the Lord, stay the Lord. But what I love about Jesus is he doesn't allow for, for his friends to determine how he's gonna run after his father. If I'm Jesus, which I'm not, don't, don't hear me, like, like if I was Jesus and I saw my buddies sleeping, I'd probably be like, that's a good idea. We're out here in the middle of the night. I, I, think, I think sleep sounds really good. But Jesus was discipling his disciples in that moment and saying, regardless of whether you come or not, I'm gonna keep running after the Father. I'm gonna keep going after the plans of my Father. I want his will to be done. Church, listen to me. Don't worry about what your friends are doing. Don't worry about what even some of your friends in the church are doing. If they're not running after the Father the way that God's called you to run after him, don't worry, keep going. Don't stop, don't give up. Press in, press into the power of the Holy Spirit. Press into the goodness of our God. Don't stop just because everybody else around you seems to be. Keep going after him in authentic, honest prayer, saying, Father, not my will, but Father, your will be done in my life. The last thing is this, and then we're going to pray. Going deeper reveals heaven's calling. Going deeper, submitting deeper will reveal Heaven's calling for your life. I deal with a lot of younger uh, people, uh, 20s, 30s in, in our church, and they're always asking me, what's, the, what's God's plan for my life? What's his will for my life? And, and I'm coming to realize the, the answer and response that I'm giving to people is go deeper and ask him. Ask him. And then I followed up with this, is that I will say this, that, that we all have the same calling. We all, we all can, can receive the same calling in essence of this is our calling from heaven as we submit our will is that we give up our lives. We die with Christ. Not a message that many people wanna hear today, but we crucify ourselves with Christ. And as we submit our wills, what we are doing is we are taking our lives and we're saying, Father, I wanna die. I'm not not talking physically, hear me, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I want my life to to be crucified with you. That's, That's how much I know you love me. We all have the same calling and that is to give, 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 give up, give up, give up, not get, get, get. Which is the culture climate today. Gather, get, achieve, be somebody. Get that check mark next to your name. Show your influence. Be uh, an influence uh, person here among this time. No, 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 that's not the call of Jesus. That's not the call of heaven. If we were being honest, if we go to the Father and submit our wills to him, what we're going to hear is give, give, give. Rachel and I, when we got the call to start this church, uh, Oasis Church Chicago here in the city. We had a nice setup. I was talking this morning with some of the guys on our way over here. I was saying how easy we had it, how how much comfort we had. And we had a place where, man, we we, we had great jobs and a great setup and a great community of people. But we felt this tug. Like, like I know Pastor Al and Chrissy, who are, are, are just incredible, it felt the same way coming to the city. But man, we felt this, tug that the Lord was saying man you got to go you got to go I have a plan for you I have a plan for you but it only happened as we together individually and together began to go and get on our faces to the father in the midst of comfort in the midst of easiness in the midst of free housing full transparency and free food come on where is that ever found never like everything was set up for us and we'd get on our faces, we'd say, God, like, your will. And we'd just pray that over and over and over. And as we went deeper, as we pressed in, the Lord began to call and say, okay, this is what I have for you. I have you to give up all of this and to go and be the people of God in Chicago. I wanna say that we got up from prayer moments and we're just high-fiving each other and super excited. Like, yes, we're called to plant a church in one of the biggest cities of all time. Oh, no. we wept, we mourned in times. We were joyful at times, but we were very much scared and uncertain. But we would rather be in the will of God in pain and suffering than in comfort. And the voice would always speak JP, this is not your life any longer. When you said yes to me, you said yes to me. You said yes to my plans and my purposes for your life. Same thing for Rach. This is not your plans, Rach. This is now my plans. And together, this is my plan for you guys. And I'm so grateful that God calls his people deeper, that, that that salvation is amazing. I'm so grateful that I've been saved. Come on, if you're thankful and grateful to be saved, just go ahead and give Jesus some praise. Put it in the chat. Like, I'm thankful, right? But what I'm thankful even more today is that the presence of God calls me deeper. The presence of God reveals things to me. The, the presence of God shows where I'm still trying to hold on and still trying to do my own way and, The presence of God calls me to give it up deeper. This year, are you in a place, this moment, are you in a place where you're willing to say yes to the deeper working of the Holy Spirit in your life, in your marriage, in your family? Because the greatest news about the gospel is that when we die with Christ, we actually live. Come on, that's a... Christianese thing to say, but it's the most powerful thing to say this morning. That, that that it's a reversal. When we die in the world, we die. But with Christ, when we die, we actually become part of the resurrected life. We live and we get awoke. We stay woke. Anyways, that's my tr- Anyways, we awaken to the things of God. We awaken to the purposes and the plans. We get awakened to the workings of the kingdom of heaven. We get awakened to the people that are hurting and in pain. We get awakened to saying, man, we are people. We are people called by his name to to go out into the city and to, to set the captives free by the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see people that are bound by addictions, needles in their arms, set free by the goodness of Jesus Christ, where we're called by him because of the resurrected power inside of us, to see marriages that are on the brink of disaster where we can call upon the name of Jesus and we can see redemption and healing. We're called as we submit our lives to him to go out to the city where people are filled with hate and filled with anger and bring the message of hope, the message of life, the message of reconciliation to people every which way. When we die, we actually live. So church, are you willing to live this morning? Are you desiring to live? A submitted will doesn't fear death. (laughs) Oh, 2020, wake up. (laughs) It doesn't fear death. A submitted will withstands the pressures of the world. Uh, A submitted will doesn't fall to the fear of man or the fear of man's words. You want the Father's words for your life that sustain you and mold you. A submitted will doesn't follow the plans of the world. We don't go the way the world goes. If you are acting the same way as the world is acting, this is the day where the, the Lord and the presence of God is calling you out of that. I'm yelling in your living room. It's awesome. A submitted will doesn't care about growing your own fan club. A submitted will loses all pride, loses all selfish ambitions, loses the right of being right. <laughs> A submitted will de- destroys a lack of a generosity spirit. Like, like our, our lives, as we submit our wills, what we gain is a spirit of generosity to give, to give, to give. We lose a poverty mindset. We lose identity issues. We lose the desire to be outside of the will of God when we submit our lives. We get the voice of heaven. A submitted will follows even when it hurts. Jesus comes out of this moment. This is my third close of the morning. Jesus comes out of the garden, out of this moment of praying to the Father. Jesus' disciples, they're sleeping. Gosh, he says, Rise up. Let's go. My betrayer's coming. What I see there is that in the presence of God, Jesus' spirit became steadfast. Jesus' calling and purpose became secure. Jesus understood that his ways were not but the Father's ways are what he needed the most. Rise up, rise up, let's go, rise up, let's go, rise up. Let's go, church. As we submit our wills to the Father, the Father is gonna call us to great and mighty things. The the Father is gonna call us to do incredible things for the kingdom of God. The Father is gonna call us to to see our homes just illuminating with the love of Jesus Christ to to, to be light and, and salt to this city. Come on, rise up, let's go. Submitting our will to the Father is the best thing that we could do. What Jesus did in that garden Adam couldn't do and eat him. Adam Adam couldn't, and probably because of the where with all the understanding, but he couldn't follow God. But Jesus shows us, you can, you can. He's calling you deeper this morning. Would you pray with me? If you feel comfortable, would you just close your eyes wherever you're at? The worship team's gonna come in a moment after I pray. We're gonna worship out of this place, but would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? If you're driving, don't do that, please. Would you just open up your hands to heaven this morning? Before I pray, would you just simply spend a moment with the Father and let the Holy Spirit minister to you? Maybe it's a time for you to be authentic and real with the Father expressing your fears and your doubts and your worries of submitting your will to him. Maybe he wants to speak his plans and purposes right now over your life. He wants to show you a dream and a vision that you've never seen before. Come on, that's who he is. That's the power of the Holy Spirit to pour out dreams and visions upon his people. Maybe it's just simply saying, Father, I'm done. I'm done. So Father, we bless you, we honor you, and we praise you and thank you. Thank you for your word, thank you for the power of your kingdom. Thank you for Jesus, your son, and his blood and his resurrected life. Thank you for the spirit of God that is working and moving in us. So Holy Spirit, we we say this morning, not our wills, not our ways, not our plans, none of it, but yes to you and your ways and your will for our lives. Father, we repent and we say, forgive us where we haven't submitted our lives to you, where there are places in our hearts and in our minds where we haven't allowed for you to work. We say yes to it today. We say, Father, work, Holy Spirit, work in us in the deepest parts of our hearts and in our minds, work in our marriages, work in our relationships, We're working our kids, we're working our friendships, working our jobs, working it all, Father. We we don't wanna be in comfort if we're not with you, God. We wanna be with you in every way. So we give you access, we open up our hearts to you, Holy Spirit, and we say, have your way, your kingdom come, your will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. We bless you, we honor you, and we thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done, for all that you're doing and for all that you're gonna to continue to do. Father, I pray a blessing over every brother and sister this morning, over this church, over the pastoral team. Father, I pray, God, that you would, would bless them and keep them, that your face would shine upon them, Father, that you would continue to minister to them, God, that you would meet every one of their needs, oh God. Father, that you would, your presence would encounter them day in and day out. Father, that their homes would be filled, their lives would be filled, that their hearts would be filled with the presence of you, God. Father, we just thank you so much that you are working, that you are moving, and that you are continuing to doing miraculous things among us. We bless you, we honor you, and we praise you. We ask this all in the name that is above every name, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, and everybody says, come on, can we bless Jesus this morning? Come on.